the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. The views, opinions, and conclusions expressed in the following program are those of the host, guests, and or callers, and not those of Relmar McConnell Media Company, our corporate divisions or entities, the Exxon Broadcast Network, Simul Radio, Simul TV, our staff, management, advertisers, broadcast affiliates, and affiliated broadcast networks. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiaka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiaka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiaka. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show, where we share the latest information and leading-edge thoughts to support the path to unity and enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring Evolving Beyond the Veil. One basic concept in physics is that energy is neither created nor destroyed. If this is indeed true, where does the energy of our life go when it leaves the body? Another basic concept is that everything expresses according to frequency. From imaging to ultrasound, many of our scientific and medical tests are based on this concept. There's also evidence that we're entering a higher frequency portion of the galaxy, causing the ambient frequency to rise. If this is the case, and if we cooperate with the natural world, our personal frequency will rise also, facilitating evolution. If all of this holds true, is it possible? To obtain a personal frequency whereby we can perceive the frequency of disembodied life force? Could it be possible to evolve beyond the veil and reconnect to those on the other side while still incarnate? With us this hour to explore life, death, and accessing the world beyond is Christina Rasmussen. Christina is the author of Where Did You Go? A Life-Changing Journey to Connect with Those We Lost and an internationally recognized grief educator. She's the founder of the Life Reentry Institute, Second Firsts, and Star Letters. Christina has been featured as a woman working to do good in the White House blog. Her work has also appeared on NPR and ABC News. Her website, ChristinaRasmussen.com. Christina, thanks for joining us on Mission Evolution. It's a pleasure to be here already. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's my, it's my pleasure. What is your educational background? I actually grew up in Greece, um, so my first school in high school was all in Greek, and then I moved to the UK and I did my first and second degree, first degree in education and master's in counseling psychology, and then a postgraduate degree in business in the US. So that's my background, the traditional background. <laughs> it's all Greek to me, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what what qualifications does a person need to be a grief educator <laughs> you know um actually real grief um and i remember doing grief work prior to my own personal losses and i had no idea 
at the devastation that grief can bring, grief, you know, pain from losing someone you love. When it happened to me, uh, when I lost my husband, I screamed, I yelled, I could not believe that the, the grief industry did not prepare me and did not prepare the world for what everyone is going to experience. And I learned a lot in the first four years of my own journey, a lot. And I remember at the time saying to myself, Christina, um, if you ever make it <laughs> to life again, back to living, you're going to go back and get everyone else. And that's what I did in 2010. I resigned from the corporate world. I started um, working um, by myself, seeing clients. And then I started seeing some um, some patterns and some stuckness. And the brain actually is is very important in um, in in, uh, in re-entering, as I call re-entering life. And that's where my journey began. Um, I started learning a lot and teaching um, and running classes, and I kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, and uh, I knew I was this was my destiny, um, and I had to say yes to it. Boy, it's, it, you know, it seems like in a lot of the older traditions, there was provision for helping the dead to cross, mm-hmm. helping the grieving to let go. Oh, and oh. we don't have that in our cultures anymore, do we? <laughs> My gosh, you can say that again. So there were there. I've discovered two layers. One is the physical reality layer, where we have to teach the people who are grieving how to get back to life and and create new life and help their brain master a new life experience. And then, and this is why I wrote this book. Um, there is an invisible layer that needs to take place, and a lot of letting go of grief has to do with our perception and knowledge about what happens after we die. And and this was the one, and I get, I'm sorry, I get very excited about this part. This was the one question that remained when, when we when we got people to, to help their own life and, and, and build a fulfilling new physical reality life. The one question that remained um, that kept them stuck was where did my person go? What happened to them? Will I see them again? Do I have to die? To communicate with them, um, and that's when I delved into a world. Um, I mean, no kidding, they call it the rabbit hole. <laughs> I entered everything you mentioned in the introduction of our call. I'm like, good, she knows everything. I don't need, to, I don't need to explain it all. Um, you know, once you 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 start walking in the direction of quantum mechanics and 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 the cosmos and what the cosmos is made of, physics. Like all the answers are there, and I was angry, <laughs> in a good way. That that how how come the people, the, the everyday people, do not have this information, and how can I find a way for them to to explore this world? Not only by me telling them what happens, but with them experiencing it as as well. I think we've come far in our discoveries, uh, but not in our experiences in our today's world. So where do you get your information about life, death, and the afterlife? Uh, my information first came from, uh, not my personal information, but my professional, my my research information came from every single book I can get my hands on, um, from the most basic, simplistic, uh, traditional ways of looking at um, uh, the so-called afterlife to the most scientific um, physics, quantum mechanics, ways in understanding where where light comes from, the fact that this is a holographic, um, uh, you know, a holographic universe. This is an image that we're looking at. Uh, we are projecting this version, uh, the observer effect, uh, the multiverse, the, the, all those incredible uh, discoveries that we've made so far. And then I started experimenting with myself. And I started experiencing things. And that's when I said, uh, how could I possibly write a book like this? I was so afraid to write it. I can imagine. I, I mean, it's a I huge said subject. No. And, and, and it, is, it, it is controversial. And I, I do, I am already getting, <laughs> I'm sure you've gotten some of those emails in general about people not understanding, uh, you know, where in the Bible is this, you know, are you, Christina, do you not believe in God? There's all, all these questions. But I was so afraid that it would um, take away my my expertise as a grief educator and the life reentry work that I've done, that I've worked very hard for and we're doing so well with our work. We are changing the whole grief uh, industry landscape. And here, here I am. Here I am saying, 
I, I, I need to write this book, but I don't want to. I did not mm-hmm. want to write it. But it was just like like the work that you do. And by the way, I was just looking at your incredible website. And thank you for thank you for what you do in our world. It's a very brave thing, <laughs> and you. and I am I am feeling it. I am I'm experiencing it firsthand. But mm-hmm. I I have no regrets, and I am having the time of my life already, and bringing this book into the world. So here's the big question. We got just a little while to delve into it. Where yes. does life energy go when it leaves the body? Well, we know that, that it's never destroyed. Um, it leaves. So my understanding from everything I learned so far, if it is true that this is a holographic experience, then the only thing that that um, is leaving is the hologram. It is not, um, we're not going anywhere. A, a very well-known physicist, physicist said, uh, Robert Lanza, his name, he said, um, we die in everyone else's reality, but not in ours. So we don't go anywhere. We don't, we don't die. We don't, uh, we just change the way we uh, exist. There's no more hologram. And we are just light, vibrating streams of light. This is the way I, I believe in it, the, the way that I understand it. That, um, you know, the loss of my husband um, and also the loss of my first daughter who who literally passed as she was being born. I believe that they are, um, their awareness and their, their existence is still here. It's just they're not projecting their physical reality in a hologram. So I can't see them. And I so hope that makes sense. <laughs> it's it's hard to wrap our heads around i think yes, you know it it's really hard you know yeah. so it, uh, you, we take the form of light basically is what you're saying we take back the form of light we come from light and we go back to light yes it's interesting um there's quite a bit of evidence that we're moving into a part of the galaxy with more light so oh, do you think that we might that. actually yes. cross each other here <laughs> You know, um, I love that you're saying this, and I didn't know this. Now it all makes sense. And my my crazy, obsessive uh, uh, experience that I'm having with this work is starting to make sense. I believe that we come from light, and we're going towards light. Now that you're saying this, it, I'm just shaking my head here. Yes, so yes, there's, yes. There's a Russian scientist, Dr. Dmitriev. Um, you might want to look at his work. That's yes. where I'm getting some of this. We're going to have to take a break and pick up on this on the okay. other side. <laughs> Christina and I will return shortly, so don't go away. You're listening to the Mission Evolution Radio Show, coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.com. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, Join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www. 
exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. The new non-fiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show. We're dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. To stay abreast of all the wonderful information and tools we have to offer, visit our website, missionevolution.org. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka, and our special guest this hour is Christina Rasmussen. Her website, christinarasmussen.com. Christina, does our human personality go along for the ride, or are we just pure essence at that point once we leave our body? Mm-hmm. You know, I've asked these questions myself, and I think our answers are so simplistic sometimes. I think the holographic experience is coming with a set of beliefs and a mindset. When we go back to light, I think we have access to that um, identity, to that personality, but that is only a part of us because of that holographic physical experience. I also, someone was asking me another interview yesterday about reincarnation. I believe that we, we go back and forth from light to this physical experience many times. And the one thing I want to say is, and it's going to sound quite uh, (laughs) extreme, is that I hope one day we don't have to create death, the death of of ourselves. And we don't have to either, you know, be in a a physical reality experience, you know, or just stay in light and witness and become the observer so we can keep creating the universe. there has to be, I think, aging and dying is a is a human creation in many ways. And I know, like I said, this sounds extreme, but um, but just like time, we have created that too. If time doesn't you know, exist, then death doesn't exist either, right? <laughs> well, we've you know really changed uh, from a lot of the myths and legends, even our lifespan. You know, we think we're yes. making all these wonderful wonderful uh, advancements, <laughs> but you know, Methuselah, yes. <laughs> if that's yes. to be believed. And a lot of yes. Native American elders, I mean, you know, close to 200 years was not a drop I in the bucket. So why, why have you we must, gone You must there? feel frustrated. Yeah, you must feel frustrated knowing this as well, like that that I think we're going backwards. Our limiting beliefs, our our, our observations, our the observer effect that I know you know a lot about, you know, is telling us that we are not supposed to live forever. We're supposed to, to be here for a short amount of time. There's disease in the planet. There's there's all these terrible things that are preventing us from from this positive light, lighter vibration. Um, and I hope that slowly, um, I, ho- I wish it was faster, but slowly but surely, we're going to go towards that light vibration that you mentioned in the beginning of our call. Mm-hmm. You know, one question I have, I don't know if you've contemplated this or not, but one of the things that um, I was trained to be a pipe carrier, and one of the jobs there is to carry the spirit of the dead for one year so the family can mourn. And then then you help the spirit cross and the family never speaks the name again. The belief was <clears throat> to speak the person's name would draw them back. Now, when I contemplated that from a scientific aspect, I wonder if the frequency of the name brings about the frequency that the person carried when they were here, which resonates in our arc zone, in our frequency, and then we kind of conjure the the vibrational memory of this person versus who they are now. 
<laughs> you know, um, this is such a good question. So I do believe that by sending our intention towards their consciousness and asking to connect with them and go towards towards them, uh, we are bringing them back um, the way we, we create reality. Um, I don't think... I don't believe there's anything bad in that. I, I don't think they are suffering from that. I don't think they, they, they can't rest because of that. I don't think it's so simple. I think it's it's easier than that. I think uh, remembering them and talking about them and speaking their name and bringing them into our experience is a healing experience for us. Um, I think uh, it helps us evolve into a place where we realize that death is not real, um, that it is not a dark place, it is not a scary place, it's not a place made of ghosts, it is a place of consciousness and higher vibration. When we die, we enter a higher level of vibrating. And this is, I believe, why we have chosen to die so many times. We have chosen, so, so we think that this is the only way to access uh, that higher consciousness. So that's, that's what I believe, and I don't know if I'm right. Um, I was I was speaking to someone. Another interview yesterday said to me, "They are ninety percent certain um, and living ten percent for growth." <laughs> and so I would even say I'm less than that um, because there's a lot to learn. There, one of my discoveries has been there is so much to learn on this journey, and That's so amazing. much yet to be yeah. discovered. It is. It is. I can spend the rest of my life sitting with books in one room and I will never be done. It's incredible. It yeah. is, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a wild ride, but it's very exciting. And I think we're in times yeah. of cha changing concepts and thank goodness for it, you know? Yes. So here's a good one for you. What is a ghost? <laughs> You're gonna, <laughs> I have an answer to that <laughs> because I really, really took, I took everything from everything that I've read. I think a ghost is a, a holographic creation of the person we lost. We are creating that um, that energy, um, that that um, that image. So you know how often um, it is very hard to prove um, these these apparitions or these images, and it is very rare that we have collective. Uh, we do we have seen them, and they do happen. Collective observations, operations, and ghosts. Um, Here's my own humble opinion. This is, I may be wrong, I might be right. I have no, it doesn't really matter. This is the way I'm understanding it. If we take the observer effect in consideration, and if we take the holographic universe in consideration, that we are projecting images into a physical reality in the, this third dimension, then when we are, let's say we go to a haunted house that is supposed to be haunted. Let's just give, give that an as an example. And they tell us there's a spirit here, there's a ghost that looks like this, like this, like this. And that you might see this person on the top of the stairs. What are we doing when we do that, when we're being told? We are being given a collective projection of, of a hologram, of, of an image. Now, if we happen to see that, we are also projecting that same image. Does it make it not real? No. It's as real as you and I are, right? We are real, even though we're holographic projections. So how does that differ or does it from um, connecting with someone that's crossed? It doesn't It doesn't differ in the way that um, from an imaging point of view. So the way we communicate, um, we com the way we communicate creation in, three, in the third dimension is through imaging and creating this reality through these images. The way we communicate within us towards consciousness, it could be with a feeling, with a vibration, with a knowing. When when people go into these journeys, um, they say things like, I don't know how it happened, I just knew. It was almost as if I was receiving messages, uh, 70, someone said to me 70,000 messages all at once. I didn't see, I didn't hear, I just knew. When an experience takes place like this, it is not a projection of an image or a hologram. It is, uh, it is a higher level of consciousness. When we see, when we are seeing something um, in, in those journeys uh, and we're seeing it inside of us, that is a type of image and projection because that is the way um, 
consciousness can also communicate with us because this is the way we are most familiar with. And this is what we choose sometimes to communicate like this. This is how we're made. And and, and it, it is like, um, um, this is the hard part. If all of this is true, then my experience of, of I'm looking at my hands right now, my, my head, everything that I am, my experience looks like this, but it actually it isn't the way it looks. It's a very different experience. You know, I think a lot of us are really coming to that right now. Um, one of the things that seems to be the the theme du jour, if you will, is how we can be totally convinced in the reality of a situation, and then something will shift a little bit, and we'll look at it, and we go, oh, I was looking at that all wrong. That's not what that person did, or that's not what that person said, or that didn't really mean what I thought it did. And we're seeing more and more of this, I think, as we move into this higher frequency time. That being the case, <laughs> isn't our view of spirit going to change drastically? Yes, and I hope in a very positive way. Like, um, I remember when my husband died, I remember telling him before he passed, he said, don't scare me with turning on and off lights or anything like that. Don't come in the middle of the night. <laughs> just, I mean, I was telling him not to come to me. And then when he passed, all I could say was come to me. Uh, can you hear me? Hello? Yes. I heard my voice in an echo all of a sudden. Yeah, sometimes that happens. So <laughs> that wasn't him, was it? <laughs> I mean, that, that has been known to happen like this sometimes. The energy is shifting and when I'm putting my attention on um, on someone. But I, I think that my understanding now of, of him and of his um, existence and consciousness, it's not about the amount of times that he, the lights went on and off, and I've had some incredible experiences in the beginning that did scare me. It is about um, an interaction that takes place between, between me and him, and we're both choosing it, not just one side. Mm. It's, it's phenomenal, isn't it? You know, I know that so many people that I've talked to shortly after um, a loved one crosses have these kind of symbols, and even though they could be a coincidence or a, you know a synchronicity, there the person knows for a fact because it's something like, well, I saw a dove. Well, you see doves all the time. Yes, but this dove was perched right on the chair where my father sits, and his power animal was a dove. It's like they just know, you know, that that's yes. a sign from them that everything's okay. How can we use those? You know, actually, we'll probably have to pick up this on the other side of a break. But how can we use those synchronicities, those signs to help us heal from the debilitating grief we sometimes experience when we or always experience when we lose a loved one? So I'd really like to get into that um, on the other side of the break, if you're willing. (laughs) So it's time for another short pause. Christina and I will return to our discussion on the other side of this break. So you stay right there. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show. We're coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. 
It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. The views, opinions, and conclusions expressed in the following program are those of the host, guests, and or callers, and not those of Relmar McConnell Media Company, our corporate divisions or entities, the Exxon Broadcast Network, Simul Radio, Simul TV, our staff, management, advertisers, broadcast affiliates, and affiliated broadcast networks. Welcome back. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, missionevolution.org, bringing leading-edge information supporting the path to enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. We're speaking with Christina Rasmussen. Her website, christinarasmussen.com. Christina, we were talking about the signs and symbols that so many people, whether they're religious or not, whether they believe in ghosts or not, oftentimes see or experience um, after, shortly after losing someone very dear to them. And whether they're true or whether they're not, it's convinced them that they're true. How can those be used to help people through their grief? You know, they're as true as we are and as not true as we are, right? Um, I think that they're fundamental in our healing. They are crucial in our um, ability to move forward, to know that um, the person we lost is is by our side. Um, I would love to be able to help people uh, ask for even more than just a dove and a penny. <laughs> you know, like when we find a penny, oh, there's, you know, that's a sign when we see a bird or, you know, or, or um, I want them to ask for more synchronicities. And there is, and for, for everyone to know there is a, a, a deeper reality that exists that um, if we were able to see in that deeper reality, the people we've lost are right we are with them we've always been with them and we will always be with them so when we're communicating consciously or subconsciously in this reality in that in this in this hologram that um i need i, I need a sign i need to, to to see something so i can believe if we become even more clear around what we want what would convince us that they are not gone forever then it would provide us even more proof more synchronicity more so-called miracles. The reason why we say, you know, we use the word miracle, it is because we don't understand the interconnectedness of the reality that exists, the one that we can't see. This is this is absolutely <laughs> paramount in our evolution to know that we are there's there's a non-local reality that we are connected to the people we've lost. That there is in that place there is no time and there is no death. Everything exists all at the same time. You know, um, it's everybody knows how to um, interpret the synchronicities of dreams, and some mm -hmm. people get very, very good at it. But what I found over the years is, if we apply the same process to the events of our lives as we do the, to the events in our dreams, then all of a sudden, this other reality does start to emerge, doesn't it? Oh my goodness, I'm smiling. Yes, it does. It does. And it's this. And, and one of my biggest concerns about writing this book is that. I, I needed to make sure that I didn't complicate things, that I didn't give everything all at once, that that I just need need to help people just take that next step, that one small step forward in their understanding that death is on, is only about a, a doorway. It is a portal. It is it is a access to a higher dimension and and that we have the ability not just to receive their signs and their communication, we have the ability to also go there and communicate with them. Why wait? <laughs> Why wait for them to come to us? Why should it be only one way? You know, that's amazing. I have an occasion to help people cross a lot. And, yeah. you know, when I'm sitting with them and they're getting ready to go, 
I actually am privy to the ones coming and going that are not in physical form um, that are their relatives. And that was the first thing that gave me a clue that, oh, <laughs> this does exist. Not that I see them, but I, I can feel an extra presence in the room and then the person will start talking to them. And it's like, this just gave me goosebumps <laughs> the whole time. What has what has been the, the biggest experience you had um, that you share? What is the one story you've shared many times that made you realize this is absolutely for real? This is the biggest proof. Yeah, my um, um, son was in the room with me uh, when my mother was getting close to crossing. And he saw a relative and described it to me that he'd never oh. met and never oh. seen a picture of. That one that one rocked oh. my world. <laughs> I got chills. I got goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and, and it, that, the proof that your brain also needed to hear that it's not possible for him to be seeing this, but there was a... a a reality that was being created right there. I still have goosebumps. Um, and I want to share just a very quick story. This is not my story. This is someone else's story. She was a nurse and she was sitting um, next to a, a, a very, very old lady who was passing, had no family. And all of a sudden, uh, she saw her soul lifting out of her body. And in that moment in time, like this this kind of orb-like white uh, you know, experience, and in that moment in time, as she's witnessing this, the door opens from the room. Another nurse walks in. That nurse sees the same thing, freaks out, and leaves. So the, the fact that two, this is what I said, that most of the times we don't get to have two people experiencing the same thing. In fact, the, the fact that two nurses witness that moment at the same time helps us believe that we're not losing our minds. It's not just us that's seeing that saw this, that someone else did as well. Even though we doubt it later on, we say, "Do we really see this? Do we really experience this?" Because the brain likes to keep us to keep us in this physical reality. The right. brain and likes to say, "This is probably a lot this of wisdom only, to that too." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, and and it is. This is the only reality. There should there shouldn't be another one. This is the one you're supposed to live in, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so what is the veil? Well, the word veil is created by us to, for us to to be reminded. I believe. I think. I don't know who came up with that metaphor description. Is to remind us that it is it is thin. Um, it is actually so thin um, that there was one journalist that um, was interviewing me, and he did the exercise of the book, the very first one. And this is a very scientific person. He experienced something that scared him so much that made him realize how close we are to this experience. So the veil is, is human. We have created that um, because it's very hard for us to know that we actually are dipped in. We are inside, you know, <laughs> the, the vibrating string of light experience. We are, all, we are light. Right now, if we could see the reality of us, we wouldn't look like this. It would be just light. And I know, and saying that I don't want I don't want people to think like this is just a nicely said sentence. This is science. I mean, this is, and I know you know this. This is not my theory. Oh, we are lower light. We are light. <laughs> we are light. It's exactly right. Yeah, fortunately, our instrumentation is getting more refined, and we're starting to be able to measure that, you know, from the electromagnetic field around the heart to the auric field. And I think as science and magic, if you will, start to merge more and more and more, this will become a more commonplace concept. Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, I I think it would. Do you think we're getting closer? Oh, I really do. I mean, there's some amazing physicists out there that are really exploring this. And I've had the good fortune of interviewing some of them. Uh, On another note, there are many that claim to be mediums who are taking advantage of grieving relatives of the departed, charging money for dubious uh, seances. What can you offer to help discern those having true connection with the other side from the charlatans? Yes, and there are many. The ones, the very few that have been successful and known uh, that we know there are some that are really good at this and they have basically this is what i believe i believe everyone has access uh, that's this is why this book is about your the reader's experience um anyone who tries to say that i you know can connect with the consciousness of the departed said no i i don't want to connect with anyone else's i want to connect with my husband's consciousness and that for myself for my own personal reasons this is the advice that i would give 
when you go to see a psychic or a medium, be very careful of the things they're telling you because if you believe in their words and they're telling you that, you know, uh, your future is going to look like this or like that and you believe that, you're going to make that a reality. Not because they're psychic, but because you're observing that reality they just offered you. If someone... Um, it's actually very easy to fool people in in because there's some basic things. I've heard people say, "Oh, um, you know, when they were dying, were you sitting next to their bed?" And I'm like, "Yes. How did you know?" This is a 95% chance that they were sitting next to the bed. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And, and but they are so gullible in that moment and so vulnerable, right? I would choose. I would say that. Um, we want to teach the world to trust themselves in connecting to that, to, through the veil, let's let's use that word, through the, the that very thin, thin wall and into the other side alone. We don't have to die. We don't have to have a near-death experience. We can connect and we can trust ourselves that what we are receiving is true. I, I, this is the only way, I believe, in the future. So you believe the average person can learn to connect to the other side, doesn't have to be specially gifted or psychic or any of those things. We all are special. We are born with. We are. We. I mean, we are all come from the same place. Um, so we have access to that same place. So we come from where everyone who has passed is gone. So therefore, we have access to that place. Here's the the. the some people are arrive here, either with more lifetimes or more connected to that place, and they're faster at saying yes to the so-called gift. But if someone wants to access that world for themselves and they keep practicing that access and they start to believe and they help their brain believe that this is for real, it is possible for every human being. I truly believe that. Well, we'll pick up with this on the other side of yet another short break on how do we connect and how do we tell if we're connecting or making it up. But we need to we need to take a quick break. Christina and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. 
So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Willa Wiecka. I always love to hear from my listeners. You can email me at info at missionevolution.org and suggest a topic or a guest that's on your mind. I'm sure we'll all enjoy them. Our guest this hour is Christina Rasmussen. Her website, christinarasmussen.com. Christina, we were just about to get into how can we be sure we're in contact with the spirit of a loved one and not just making it up from our own longing. I mean, you know, we're in a pretty delicate situation when we're trying yeah. to connect. Yeah. Yeah. At first, we're going to doubt it. We are, and we have to be okay with that. When we did our pilot uh, studies um, on the on the on the book, uh, I would say there was about thirty percent um, in there that doubted their own experiences, um, and and it was and we have to allow for that to happen because we are not used to accessing that world, and we are used to seeing images in in a very concrete and solid way. So the number one thing to do is to find proof. Your brain needs proof that what you're getting is for real and there's there's an exercise i do in the in the book where when we travel in this i created a a step-by-step experience we travel in this journey we look for something there that's gonna when we find it here in the physical reality it's gonna prove to us that those two worlds are connected and i don't want to go into the detail on that there's there's a lot of detail there but we need to find a way for the brain to say this can't be a coincidence this is too much of a coincidence and when that happens then we start to connect with that reality more and more and our communication is is bigger and better and here's the one thing that i discovered we actually don't need to be in contact with a person we lost forever um the only uh, one of the things that we saw early on with these classes is that people were excited to connect in the beginning and once we did this for a while, they were ready to to let go and to start creating their own life. This is what I learned. Um, it's it's about knowing. It's about um, knowing that they're not uh, gone forever, that they are existing in a, in a, just a different capacity. And when we have proof of that, this is why people go to these mediums and psychics, when we have our own personal, very personal proof of that, then we can move on in our lives and we can heal in a different way. This is why I wanted to give this to every single person. This is not just for a few psychics, that if you happen to have the money and if you happen to to know them and find them, then you will be freed. It, the, the key belongs to you. The doorway and the portal is with you every single day. And you too can have access. I, I believe this is the only reason why I said yes to this. Because I saw what it did to the people who, who started to venture out or in, or however you want to see it. Um, and also education and understanding of what we're made of um, and how this cosmos and universe is made of. Understand, and being educated is going to help a lot. That's what helped me believe. And then I, I want to end this question with this one final thing. And then things started to happen to me that um, blew me away. And... Um, they needed to happen, I think. So I I believed more because I am the biggest doubter. This is why I had to find my own way because I didn't believe just the psychic who would tell me things. I didn't believe just someone who saw their own um, people, communicated with their own people. I had to experience it. 
I had to find my own way. So I advise everyone to look for what that is for themselves. It is there and they have to find their own story and their own adventure and their own hero's journey to connect with a reality that lives right here and it's right by our side. You know, there's the connection with the esoteric mm -hmm. or invisible, seemingly mm -hmm. invisible, mm -hmm. or the other side, yeah. has been pretty much left to the religions. And there are as many religious <laughs> explanations of the afterlife yeah. as there are religions. Why do you think yes. so much of a variance? You know, I think, um, so last week I've had quite a few messages saying, you know, what about God? God doesn't say that, or this is, you know, if we believe that um, that there is a God or a higher power that lives outside of time and space, and we can communicate with that God, then if when people die and they go to be with God, I'm just using the expressions that are used, then shouldn't we also be able to communicate with them? And shouldn't that be okay? And does it have to be based in a religion and based in a specific, you know, dogma? It is, we are free to believe in this whichever way we want to, but I think people like to stick to a script or a, or a book or a, or a very specific methodology because it makes us feel safe. Yeah, it seems like that um, if you go back far enough in all the religions, they're talking about the same thing. Oh but my then, God, yes. But then yes. humans got their grubby little fists on it and decided <laughs> to control with it and create dogma. And now you, you can't hardly get there from here. I can tell you the things that I've been told. I, I, actually, you probably believe it. I, I was told that the reason, if if I call God universe again, I will go to hell. Um, that I will not find my way to heaven. That I, you know, if I keep saying to people that they cannot connect with their loved ones, that is very simple. I mean, I've heard it all, and I actually I'm glad I have. And I ask questions to those folks because I want to understand how they possibly, how can they possibly believe this. That God is such a horrible, like that is so judgmental, and and then and, and that there's a higher power that is thinking so in such a simplistic way. Higher power also means higher intelligence, <laughs> higher vibration. It means love and light. It doesn't mean shame on you for using the wrong word. So I responded to someone and I said, "So are you saying that?" And since more and more of us use the word universe, does that mean that more and more of us will not be able to be received? In the, in the way that this person was seeing it. And 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 for her, you know, she was a wonderful human being, actually. She she worries about people who um, who are not able to see what she's seeing. And that has helped her, What she how she experiences the other side. God, the universe, um, is what has helped her. So we are here to say, if you, if you find your way to a script, to a book, to a Bible, to, to a religion that gives you peace and love, then by all means do that, but know that um, the universe is much freer than any religion and any dogma. <laughs> Please remember that. So can connecting with the dead interrupt or delay the grieving process in some cases? You know, this is actually the best question. I, you know, I've been asked, uh, people write to me and tell me they're concerned that if they connect, they, they will delay their, their healing. And the answer that I give to that is um, trust that, connecting and um, being healed through that connection is a part of the journey. And once you have that moment, and, then, and I call it a new memory, uh, and a new experience with the person you lost, you are freer and, and faster into the journey of creating a new life, knowing that um, you could reach out to the person you've lost whenever you want to, um, actually frees you to have a new relationship. And surely, of course, there will be people that this this may not help. Um, I'm sure I will find, uh, I will come across people that said that kind of put me back. And, and that's okay. If for any reason you find that um, having the freedom to reconnect with someone you lost is not letting you leave the house and um, make new relationships and fall in love and try new hobbies, then, then stop doing that. <laughs> Just like any kind of advice. If it's not working for you in the way it's supposed to, then don't do it. But I believe from everything I've seen from the people that have helped with this work, I've seen the joy and bliss and freedom they felt to go out there and live their life. And no person that has passed has ever said, do not go and live life. When we're connecting, this is the, this is the universal message we receive. Go and be free. Go and live again. I'm watching over you. I'm always by your side. Go, go, go. 
Mm. We're not supposed to be with them forever in this way when we're in physical reality. Mm. So have there been any independent studies done on the process that you're developing? So we had, I had um, an in-house uh, study that was done and, I, and, and, and then I decided it was okay to write the book because of the results. Um, my life range work is about to be studied by brain scientists, but this work, as soon as the book comes out and we move forward, I will make sure that this also gets studied. Um, because I believe, I believe that we have to, I know you know this, we, we have to rely on the traditional means, um, especially because they're going to help us prove that this is real and this, this really works. So I, I actually would love uh, MRI studies on the brain um, of the people who are, who are going to be experiencing the temple journey. We are getting MRI studies for the life range work. Um, so I'm hoping for the same thing here as well. Yeah, that's it's so important. I think science, you know, blending science with the esoteric is the key right now, don't you? It, oh my gosh, and that's why I'm so grateful you do the work that you do. We need so many people like this to go out and 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 speak the message and put themselves aside and say this is the truth, this is light, this is love, this is the way we're supposed to be going forward and enough with all the negativity and all the darkness. Um, to say it simply, but it, it is it is ultimately that. And when I see the joy and hope and feeling that, that people experience when they come back from it, oh, and uh, and I, I decided not to put this in the book because I didn't have much time with it and I didn't want to make a, uh, statements that I, I didn't understand. But a lot of the people without without me saying anything, they would come back and say, I had this cough that is gone now. My leg was hurting. And now after this journey, I don't have that pain anymore. Christina, is that related to these journeys? And I said, you know, I hope it is. I can't say for sure. But we actually heal in, in emotional and physical capacity when we go through this, this um, go through the veil because where death is, life is. I well, went to find death. You know, as, all, as always, time has flown, and now we're out of it. Christina, thank you so much for coming on the show and bringing your information. Thank you so much for having me. Our guest this hour has been Christina Rasmussen, author of Where Did You Go? A Life-Changing Journey to Connect with Those We Lost. Her website, ChristinaRasmussen.com. Remember to join our email family to stay abreast of all the exciting new things we have coming up at MissionEvolution.org. This has been Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiecka on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Join us next time as the mission continues, bringing information, resources, and support to an evolving world. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. 
Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. <laughs> 